0: Friday night football, uh, he's here at Optus Stadium, Fremantle against Melbourne. The teams are in. The issues have been developing during the course of the day. Angus Brayshaw, of course, Liam Baker at uh, Richmond and so much more to discuss. And, of course, you can join us anytime. Get in early. Because I've just got a feeling it might be a bit busy tonight because the guy across the desk here has got some interesting news to deliver. And I reckon he's fired up a bit too. Temperate <laughs> bedshed, text line 0487 736 736 or the Scarborough Toyota open line. Call 13 12 They're open now. Jump on board. Haggers, good evening to G'day you.
1: G'day, Peter. You say things like, I reckon he's fired up yeah. to fire me up. Well, you're but, but but between it, it, now and the end of the program, there will be something that'll hit your hot button. I reckon. Well, the first thing we can say is that Rory Lobb is no guarantee to play tomorrow night. No Rory guarantee. Rory Lobb has been named in the Fremantle team, uh, and he's in his customary key position forward spot. So centre half forward here, Tabner at full forward, and then all the small crumbing uh, forwards will be very important tomorrow night with both teams, mm-hmm. both at Melbourne and. At Fremantle, Schultz and Henry on either side of, of Lob and Frederick and Walters on either, either side of, of Big Matt Tabiner. Uh You know, Rory Lobb is still troubled with his right shoulder um, and it's painful. As recent, I know it's Thursday and the information I'm about to reveal is that on Tuesday he was still struggling to lift his arm up above his shoulder, so shoulder level. So to lift mm. up as if to mm. mark or have to contest or, or shield or whatever. So no, he, he's no guarantee to play. My suspicion is... He's more likely to than not because he'll be jabbed up. They need him to play. But even with the weather, they might get away with playing mm. a little bit smaller at the front end. And if if Logue played as a forward and that that dummy, well not dummy, the defensive forward role uh, where he, he locks in on Stephen May, for instance, as they tried, uh, when they beat Melbourne back in round 11 at the MCG, Peter, it was a clever move from Fremantle, but May only lasted 10 minutes and he got a bad concussion. But look, at, you need to be rest assured that Rory Lobb is no guarantee to play tomorrow night. He'll need to be looked at closer to game time tomorrow. If he does take the field, he'll be troubled with his right shoulder. He'll need assistance. That means, uh, that means some pain killing, some injections in it to get into to play. He even needed a bit of pain killing early this week to get out in front of cameras to make it look as though he's making the bold effort to be ready to play mm. on Friday night. In such a critical game, I'm not can so I sure. Ma- can I
0: make one uh, suggestion here? If it's going to be wet, I still, I'm, I'm quite disappointed that Banfield's been left out. I'd actually put Banfield in for Henry. I think uh, tomorrow night's conditions won't exactly suit uh, Henry down to a tee
1: because Banfield, every time he's played, he's kicked goals. Well, tomorrow night, is not going to be a night for big players. Banfield is versatile, and I think he does play a bit more like a smaller But That's a good re- call. He reads but, it well. But, see, looking at this team, how are they going to cope with, if they lose Rory Lobb, the, the secondary ruck, the backup ruckman tomorrow night for Fremantle, against the likes of Gorn, and uh, Luke Jackson. Mm. What are they going to do as the second ruck? Now, Griffin Logue did it last weekend. I, I just didn't like the look of that. That's not ideal. However, he could pinch hit and do it again. So Logue could do it in that lob role again. Given that Meek is again named as an emergency, watch for perhaps that change as well. Meek and Darcy share the rucking from the bench. And then if Lob doesn't play, then Banfield probably does play or Logue goes forward. And and Fremantle have that uh, – a more versatile, I suppose. Their interchange are Logue, Collier, Mundy, Walker. I'd have Banfield in that group ahead of Collier. And that was the switch of last week. And that could still take place, Peter, because one of these boys, Collier, Banfield, uh, are going to be the sub. Crowden, Meek, Wilson probably not in the makeup unless Meek does play as the replacement for Lobb. Yeah. That would make them a bit tall, mm. I reckon. So, what I'm saying about Meek is probably a bit unlikely. I think more likely would be the secondary ruck, and that would be Logue. But against Jackson and, and Gorn, I just don't reckon it's going to perhaps work as effectively as it did at times last week.
0: Uh, it's a big in for Melbourne, too. Jake Lever is back, and uh, naturally, uh, Tomlinson has to make way. He's been omitted. And, of course, the big news today was that Angus Brayshaw has signed a six-year deal and will remain at the club until 2028. Uh, Here's just a snippet of what he had to say about his new contract.
2: You know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out the most important decision I've got to make. Um, And it's one I'm not taking lightly at all. I've got, um, you know, a heap of due diligence to do, to feel comfortable about the decision I make. Obviously, I haven't made it yet. And uh, I, I understand that time running out on the clock and people speculating and all that stuff. But fortunately, I'm not making the decision for any of them. It's a decision that's going to be what's best for me and I'll
0: make it when I'm ready. Yeah, well, it's uh,
2: certainly well, you're, good
1: you're not for winning, you. you're not winning me on those comments from Tuesday. Yeah. He, he didn't say there, oh, it's a big decision I've got to make. On Tuesday and then Thursday morning, so less than 48 hours later, Melbourne announced that Angus Brasher is staying for six more years. That doesn't happen in the space of 40 hours, Peter. Nah. So on Tuesday morning, when, when Angus was saying, got a big decision to make, and then the, didn't things go wild that day? Oh, Angus Brace you're going to Fremantle with Luke Jackson. Everyone fell for that. Th- that's irresponsible because once a contract is signed by these boys throughout the AFL, and especially the really big ones, they have to go to the AFL for approval. Mm. So th- that doesn't happen in a day. So right. I'm not... for that. That is irresponsible. Okay. And I did well, that's, think of that. It's what's in my notes here, Peter, to say that was irresponsible reporting. Why didn't he say then, look, I'm very close to signing at Melbourne. We might know something in the next few days. OK, this
0: is what he said. Just briefly, there's a three-minute grab here. I only play a few seconds uh, on re-signing. It
2: was an interesting... Well, it's been an interesting year. Uh, I've sort of been on the record saying that, I mean, obviously, it's been a really important decision for me and it's, uh, you know, Wade. Weighed really heavily on me. I've I wanted to make sure that I really made the best decision, and that's taken time. And um, I now sit here really, really happy and relieved. And it's a distraction that is just now off my shoulders, and I can focus on playing footy, which is what I think I've been doing all year. Well, but um, yeah, it feels really, really. I feel really happy and really relieved.
0: As yep. you said. It- well, there you go. That's uh, what we'll take from him. There's a couple of other questions thrown in there. So, as you said, two days ago. He said what we just played first, yeah. and now and, that and would have been done two days ago.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to tell you, Peter, yeah. that would have been done weeks ago Yeah, because these things are resolved. The other thing, too, is that since weeks ago, it's become absolutely lock, stock and barrel evident that Luke Jackson is going to play for Fremantle from next year onwards. As long as Fremantle can come up with a deal, not the money for Luke Jackson, but the deal that Melbourne will accept. Because that, that's going to be a sticking point. Fremantle will have to come up with something to give it to Melbourne to say, here's the draft pick, here's some players. Can Luke Jackson come and play with us for 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, whatever million a year it is. Once that was clear, and Melbourne, who actually sought assistance to prove that he was so far down the track, Luke Jackson, that he was meeting Peter Bell and Jamie Graham, they wanted the CC television <laughs> footage of him in the cafe in Alec, with those two Fremantle officials, I think as w- soon as Melbourne became alert that, look, we are losing Luke Jackson, Angus, come in, here's our latest offer. Oh, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's weeks old, Peter, that, that c- confirmation. However, also, I don't know that Angus Brayshaw was ever as seriously possible to come to Fremantle at all because he wasn't Could keen you, to you, leave you, Melbourne you, town. You, you threw Essendon out. Uh, he, w- he had discussions with Essendon had at least two discussions with Essendon while making up this final decision. Because if Jackson had stayed, Angus Brayshaw would have been looking to get onto the market because Essendon are going to move, they're trying to move Dyson Heppel out as captain for one, but mm-hmm. out of the club. Now, he's, a, he's an unrestricted free agent, so he's seriously looking around uh, Dyson Heppel at other offers. Now, he could finish up somewhere on a four, three or four or five-year deal, three or four probably, at a North Melbourne. Out of St Kilda, out of the, one of the clubs that need to get some some serious players in and also some leaders. So, but Dyson Heppel was was talked about with the Angus Brayshaw uh, uh, negotiations as moving. He we don't want him here. He's been offered a contract way below what he wants, and Angus Brayshaw was a replacement across the half back line and as a leader, as what Fremantle were talked about, and even West Coast, as I understand, had a bit of a feel for Angus Brayshaw, but realised. It's no good pursuing that because he's going to stay in Melbourne. Okay, and he'll be there till 32 years of age. I was surp-
0: surprised. We'll take Dave of Cavisham okay. before you come back, yeah. X, but I was surprised by the six-year deal. I don't reckon he's got that much left in his tank to
1: cover six years. 26. Yeah, I don't know. Just the way he's playing. Oh, and they're pretty fitness conscious, the Brayshaw guys. That's mm. one, the whole family. Mm. Six uh, years is a fantastic dedicated. deal. Melbourne, and sorry, Dave, I'm just, Melbourne have got, some of the longest deals in the whole competition. Well, he's Clayton, 28. Ol- Clayton but- Oliver, he's, he's till 2028. Clayton Oliver till 2030. Christian Petrarca till 2025, 29. Now you say 2028 for Angus Brayshaw. Yeah. Christian Salem, 2026, Bailey Fitch, 2026, and Jack Viney till 2025. They're longer, and they've been on long-term deals.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. I'll, I'll feature Alan Richardson in a moment. Uh, he was asked the question about longer deals, and he believes in them. Let's go to David Cavisham. Dave, thanks for joining the program.
2: No, that's all right, fellas. i love listening to the greatest experts on footy. I actually <laughs> listen to you every night, so it's great to hear.
1: Good on you, Dave. Is there a butt? No worries. Hang on, I've Dave. Got, Dave it. It's Dave. It's Kim Haggdon. Interrupting. Is there a butt coming there? <laughs> no boys. I
2: love listening to you two on Monday and Thursday. I think you're the best two commentators when it comes to football, hands down oh, by any jeepers.
1: imagination. Jeepers, stay, stay <laughs> on, I Dave. To a
2: lot of programs.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, Far away. What I was going
2: to ask is what's... What's Rory Lobb's value? Because of the way the Bulldogs' dynamic will change with him, with him going as forward ruck, Tim English then being able to ruck, and then you've obviously got Norton, Jamara to play forward, Sam uh, Darcy to play full back, and that will push Bruce back to centre-half back. How does that, what is, what's his price worth to the Bulldogs? Because to me, it's going to have to be a first-round draft pick and maybe a player, the way that changes the Bulldogs.
1: First, I don't know about a first-round draft pick. Maybe at the tail end. So perhaps the Bulldogs first pick because they've got Ugal, uh Hagen, who probably really is only starting. I was staggered to hear that he was oh, oh, reminded that he was still eligible for the rising star. Mm. So he's still a kid and he was the first draft pick two years ago. Five goals last week. yeah, it was yeah. Sandy. So I, I would suspect that you, you, I don't know you'd give up your first round pick but you might give up a first round pick. So the Bulldogs would probably have to negotiate and and trade to get something at the back end of the first round for Rory Lobb, I would have thought. The other thing is too that Fremantle can't really insist on too much for Rory Lobb because let, let me remind you, Dave, and anyone that is interested, Fremantle committed to Rory Lobb at the end of last year. You give us a good 2022 and we'll let you go. Yeah. We, we, when, they, when the deal fell over and the arrangements fell over with GWS, when the, when the Western Sydney officials went, he's on what? $800,000? We can't pay that. Uh, we're not prepared to pay any part of that. We didn't think he was that, that much a paid player. So that fell through, not for any other reason. And Fremantle committed. Peter Bell, as I understand it, said to Rory Lobb, you give us a good year in 222 because we think we can contend. We're on our way up. We're fine. All these kids are ready to go. We think Longmuir is getting better and better. Give us one more year and you can go. So they can't insist on a lot, Dave. That's that's, that's part of my argument there. All right, Dave. It, uh,
2: one more thing. Would they be able to get a player that Melbourne would be happy with,
1: though? Oh, Would would, would you like Griffin Logue playing at Melbourne or, or – uh, Blake Akers on one wing and, and Langdon on the other, for instance. I, I think that's a very good call. Maybe a player. But th- those two pl- boys are hot on the market. There's a lot of clubs interested in those. Um, whether they could get the money that I think corporate sports boys are going to get for those guys if they're elsewhere, they might not get that at Melbourne. But they still could get pretty good, yeah. go, you know, four or 500 and over three or four years and play in a team that's going to con- con- keep contending, you would yeah. think. Good yeah, on you, no, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for the call, mate. Do Great. you think that's fair judgment?
2: I do. I reckon Blake Acres going there, but I reckon it'll be probably a first at least a first round, maybe a future second, and then a player of good ilk will get the deal done. And what yeah, we That's like,
1: a lot, because Rory Lobb's 29. Yeah, and what I
0: like about our drive with Peter Flowers and Kim and listeners, they're, they're pretty uh, learned. D- Dave, you're one of those. Thanks for joining us, mate. Keep listening. So there you go, and the other thing regarding Rory Lobb as we go to the break... Mm-hmm. Is the Western Bulldogs the perfect fit for him?
1: Well, Let's... one thing I will say is that I've never fallen for Aaron Norton being a good forward. Defender. He's a beautiful, an amazing footballer. He's an All-Australian contender for several seasons in a row, playing at centre half back. I or can't fullback. kick. He's not a reliable kick.
0: Mm. Okay, haggers. we're going to take some more calls. Uh, Get on the temperate bedshed text line uh, 0487 736 736 or the open line for Scarborough Toyota 13 12 55. 14 past five AFL footy team selections will come back with the Eagles. They've lost a few for their game up there at Metricon on the weekend. This is Drive. This will stop you in your tracks literally bendix ultimate plus high performance brake pads with advanced high performance ceramic formulation for even greater stopping power low dust generation low braking noise and an unbelievably high resistance to brake fade for the ultimate in braking power ask your mechanic to fit ultimate plus high performance brake pads from bendix bendix put your foot down with confidence We're going to the calls in just a moment, at least. Just hang on. Just looking at West Coast, Gold Coast, West Coast, and it happens. It's the early game on Sunday up there at Metricon Stadium, 10 past 11 our time. Interchange will come from Langdon, Piotrowski, Seaton, Petricelli, O'Neill, West, Clark, Dixon and Cully, of course, because they're playing Sunday. They'll trim it uh, probably late tomorrow, certainly Saturday morning. Now, the interesting thing for me, and you'll hear from Adam Simpson right now, there's some changes here. Uh, Elliot Yo is still out when there has been talk that he may have been available this week. Witherton, Bazo, and Rotham, who all played out the game last weekend, are all listed as injured and won't play against the Suns. This is what Simo had to say on the run home a short time
3: ago. I actually foolishly said on Monday, it looks like that we've got no, um, <laughs> no injuries other than the uh, long-termers. And then um, come Thursday, we... Uh, Unfortunately, we've yeah we've lost Yowie. Um I didn't really realise on Saturday. Just got a bit of a bit of a grab, but nothing too too bad in his in his calf. And then you know we got it scanned on on Monday, and then uh, unfortunately he's yeah, just got a low level, low grade. Uh, I'm only keeping him out for a week or so. But yeah, he was due to come back. He was looking really good. So yeah, we unfortunately can't get uh, can't get him on the track at the moment. And then looking at the teams that have been named, Bazo goes out with injury, Witherden and Rotham. What's happened to those three players? Yeah, no, nothing significant. I mean, Baz, um, he's, he's got a little ankle that's prevented him from training all week. And being a first-year player, we want to try and get him through the rest of the year. So we, we give him a, a week off. And, and Roth, yeah, he didn't get on the track this week. His ankle just didn't quite get up. But um, once again... You know, if it was a home game, we could have given him an extra day, but the fact we travel tomorrow to, to Queensland, it just leaves it a bit late. So, and then, unfortunately, it's done a hamstring, uh, minor hamstring, so... Yes, um, but, you know, we've got some good inclusions, and, you know, we think we've got a, a good side to, to take on take on the sun. Mm, there you go, I'll, uh, Adam Simpson on the outs for the
1: West well, Coast. Uh, look, I'm going to cast further aspersions on their whole fitness and conditioning program. Um, certainly with Elliot yo. yo it just seems astonishing to me how he can keep suffering below-the-waist soft-tissue injuries. Someone's got to be accountable to this. And he's done it last Saturday. We find out Thursday. Mm. Um, you know, Witherden's done a hamstring. Well, that that can't have been during the game because he finished the game. He played the game out. So someone's got to question West Coast Eagles Fitness and Conditioning Program and the fitness and conditioning managers and coaches
4: Are you and, saying, you, and medical
1: said staff. said weeks ago there'll be a bit of a clean out oh, there. There has to be. Has to be now. Whether Adam Simpson is politely sort of hand, his comments there were were, were, were were very respectful, I think, to the circumstance that we've lost players and we're announcing it today, Thursday. So ankle to uh, Bazo Rotham hasn't got on the tr- track all week. Why hasn't that been either revealed by the club or reported? Mm. So someone's not doing their job here, and certainly Witherden and Yo to break down Yo to break down last Saturday while load training as he did ridiculously when he played his last game, did a fitness test on the Friday on his hamstring to travel to the Eastern States, get on a plane that afternoon. That, that just doesn't seem like logical elite level AFL standard management, fitness and conditioning and injury recovery management to me. So the West Coast have just got to look really seriously and make s- significant changes across their entire fitness and conditioning program. And I'm still concerned even as to whether Nick Nat is, is healthy enough and fit enough and strong enough to bother going on a on a plane trip. Mm. West Coast to me look as though they're loading up to to beat Adelaide. I think, you know, even with Adam Simpson's, you know, tiptoeing around that, oh yeah, well, you know, he might he might 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 be right for next week. We're hoping next week. That's because they want to beat Adelaide for the send-off for Josh Kennedy. Now we'll find out on Monday or Tuesday. I mean Josh Kennedy is right now ready to officially announce I'm retiring. We've been saying it for months, that Adelaide is the send-off game. I reckon they're loading up, and Nat Newey will be managed. He won't play Marchif at all, on Sunday. And I bet you he plays a lot forward. Okay. All right. Good on you, Hags. We'll come back with
0: Luke Jackson. We've got some uh, discussion regarding Luke Jackson a bit later on as well, who will be playing here tomorrow night for Melbourne uh, against the Dockers, probably his port of call certainly for 2023 and beyond. Lisa's joined us. Hello, Lisa. Sorry to keep you waiting.
4: No, that's no problems at all, Peter. Um, how you going, Pete? How you going, um, Hi, Lisa. Tim? Thanks for
0: ring. We're good.
4: Um, just on that um, conditioning and strength program, Haggers, I've been um, banging on about that for months now mm. for somebody to come up with some answers or, or do something because that program is just not working because if players are falling over left, right, and centre, and, and they just don't seem to be getting any better. Mm. Um, guys, I've got three three things I just want to um, put to you, and then I'll hang up and listen to you. The first one is um, what players do you think the Eagles will move on next year, seeing Gaffy's coming up and said that he wants to um, stay with the Eagles until he's finished? And also, um, with all this talk about players wanting to move, Rory Lobb has been leaving Fremantle for, what, two years now? Mm. And I was just wondering what effect that has on, on the team and the, and the coaching and everything. And Matt Crouch. Um, I cannot believe what's going on with Adelaide and Matt Crouch. He's, he's on the outer with Knicks, and he's still got 12 months left on his contract. And I was just wondering, um, Haggis, if you if you sort of can um, shed any light of, of whether other teams could pick him up or where he could go or, or whatever to, to finish his career. Because only, he's only 27, so I think he's still mm. got a lot of football left in him. Well, so I can't anyway, disclose. Guys, stay, um, stay,
1: stay, stay there with us on this one, and then we'll go back. So we'll go back in reverse. West Coast are interested in Matt Crouch. Matt Crouch? Yep. West Coast are definitely – because they, they'll probably get him for nothing. And as Lisa's just said, it, there's clearly a problem at Adelaide mm. with him and, and Matthew Nix. He's not playing. He's not going to play. They'll move him on. So you won't need to give up much, if anything. He's contracted for next year, though. So West Coast would have to pick up that contract or part of and Adelaide part of. But, uh, Lisa, West Coast have shown some interest in recent, uh, in recent days, I believe. There you go, so oh, cool. All right, Lise. Uh, thanks for that. We'll uh, move on, and but jam- did, I don't know that the lob one has upset Freeman. It, it, given the evidence of where they're at this year, where they're at right now to, to, for tomorrow night, and then the following weekend against the Bulldogs, I don't think, it has, Bulldogs, I don't think I, it has In either. fact, I think he's actually been better this year, and I th- I sense it's because of the arrangement that he and Peter Bell and Simon Garlic came to. You play well for us in 2022 and we'll help you get where you want to go. Yeah,
0: and uh sort of of Brisbane says good day boys loving the show from afar. Rory Lob certainly not worth a first round pick. 29 years old crook shoulders and to be honest a long way off being a first round pick. Freer are going to do a West Coast and give up way too much for Jackson as the Eagles did for Kelly. Frio exits will be interesting. That's Robo listening on the SENWA
1: app up there in Brizzy. Well, we know that there's going to be a group, and uh, we, we've touched on Blake Acres. Blake Acres has only been offered a one-year extension as part of the negotiations, and, and it looks as though it's 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 an offer you're going to have to refuse. I mean, the guy will get three or four years elsewhere. He's with corporate sports. They have. Just an a, a, a industry-wide reputation of getting good deals for their players. Even, a, even let me throw this one out as well. I, I'm reliably told that West Coast have shown a little bit of interest, this will surprise you, Pete, in Mitch McGovern. Mitch McGovern. At Carlton, he's only just come back into playing. He can hardly get on the park. Well, he, at the time, he, he's got good promise. He
0: got a good deal at Carlton, did he? Eight, Hundred thousand dollars a year. He's on. <laughs> he got the uh, great deal. Oh, I actually got an of indication. Carlton. Remember, couple how of weeks... many games has he played for Carlton? I'd
1: like to find out how many games. No, Mitch McGovern. Notes here. No, Jimmy,
0: you'll I... look that up. We'll it's get him my... working on
1: it. Okay, getting getting him doing something because he was laughing out there when I said eight hundred thousand. I'm telling you, <laughs> stop laughing, Jimmy. It's true. He, he is. I had a phone call. Oh, it'd be five or six weeks ago now when we were really getting really hot on Luke Jackson. And I came back one night and said, look, the latest saga is that Fremantle have offered him 800000 or $900,000 a year over eight years. They've extended the, the big money out over extra years. I had a phone call as we were driving home, Peter, and said, listen, let me tell you. That, now, this is from an AFL agent who doesn't handle, has nothing to do with Luke Jackson. And he said, if he takes Luke Jackson $800,000 a year, his manager should be sacked. Because corporate sports have got about 10 players around the competition on Mm -hmm. $800,000 a year, and some of them you'd be staggered at. And And I uh, I did remind him, well, Jack Darling's on $900,000 a year, a million dollars next year, and Mitch McGovern hasn't even been playing. But that's the type of thing that's going on at the moment. There's, There's a heck of a lot of activity with managers behind the scenes.
0: Okay. Uh, by the way, some breaking news. This is Norm of Cal here, Hags, who you know, I think, from a past era. I think he was a school teacher or something. Breaking news: Caroline Wilson offers Kim Haggdorn a five-year contract as her live-in editor.
1: Well, I'd, lo- I'd like to be. I'd like to have a similar sort of lines of communication <laughs> that Caroline's got to AFL headquarters because ahead, I Norm. think she gets fed. Norm, I think she gets fed enough information. She doesn't need an editor. She just goes straight to press. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and in this day and age, it's straight to air. Uh, no one me- follows the press. The press follow the air. And people like Caroline Wilson and and uh, Paul Hazelby and all the boys here get quoted. Off what they and say, so like do Kane Corns. Kane Corns. So so now they get quoted. We just get our information. Just gets yeah, used elsewhere. Yeah. But people like Kane Corns, the print media are waiting for Caroline Wilson and I, Kane Corns. I've Kornes seen Kim to Hagdorn quoted
0: on SEM websites. Don't worry about that. Just thirty-six games at Carlton. Mitch McGovern yeah, has played. In, in so three years. In three years. Unbelievable. Well, well he, t-
1: was, he was run out of he, – he couldn't get along with uh, no, Donnie Pike. No,
0: that's true. All right, we're going to take another quick break, and then we've got some news uh, regarding all the other teams and what they're doing, and as well, let's go and revisit Luke Jackson. Come and join us on the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Also, the Scarborough Toyota open line, call 13 12 55 uh, so the West Coast Eagles may be in the hunt for Crouch of Adelaide, which is very interesting. Very
1: strong, apparently, okay. because they think they would probably get him for He's a fair player. i would be handy. 26 years of age. Yeah, no, he's a fair and, player. And while they're going to get five kids of 18 or 19 at, probably at the most, and as I've said several times, three or four of those are in your starting 22 mm. and play them all next season, they're still going to need a little bit of experience, and you get in a Matt Crouch – that's when a Jack Redden could get moved on. Yeah. Elisa asked a question a while ago about who we think they should keep. they have got to keep a lot of these young kids that they have had around for a while, and the likes of Waterman and Rotham have got to be played Correct. and played regularly. But to move on some of the 30-, 30, 31-, 32-year-olds that West Coast are going to need to, a Matt Crouch probably fills that void to a certain degree. Certainly Jack Redden's got to go. And yeah. You know, there's some talk, and again, with uh, Lisa's query. There's a lot of talk around that Adam Simpson is now leaning more towards the likes of Hearn. And, and Redden and Cripps all going on next year. And it's causing some concern at Lathlane Park mm. that he's thinking too many of them. So Hearn, Cripps, and That's who's the one you mentioned? Redden. Redden should yeah, go. Yeah, no, I'd keep Hearn. I'd keep
0: Hearn. And maybe, Would you keep both of the others? I'm not sure I'd keep Cripps now. I reckon Cripps has uh, done and dusted, basically.
1: I think he's been a fantastic if they can get servant. A, if, if they could get a Petroch... Oh, this is a big if. I'm not I'm not a big rat for Petrochelli. No. But if they could get someone like him, like if Campbell Chesser turns into a very good, quick winger, yeah. high half forward, then maybe you do move on to Jamie Cripps.
0: Okay, let's take a break. Come back with more in a moment for Toolmart, the complete tool centre.
1: The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos.
0: Toolmart, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Just before we leave our teams and go to the other teams, because there's a couple of big inns, uh, certainly one for Collingwood and a significant in uh, coming this week for Geelong against the Western Bulldogs, which will be a terrific you think game. Both, I think Geelong will win. I think Geelong will win, yeah, particularly with down team, there. with particularly with Stuart coming back, who's and, regarded as all Australian uh, best defender at the moment in the competition.
1: Yeah, And, uh, and Joel Selwood's 350th. 50th, which will get game. Exactly. But I, the one thing I do want to say before we get to tipping and, and some of these other, I mean, I, West Coast should be able to beat Gold Coast. West Coast Eagles, the famous West Coast Eagles, far more experienced No, nah, I'm not overall. convinced. I'm not convinced. Got, got a very secure coach. I'm not very I'm not convinced. Gold Coast have got a pretty inspiring and imposing sort of key performance indicator bunch, though, Pete. <laughs> it worries me. Uh, that the Gold Coast could inflict this on West Coast. Gold Coast are uh, number five in the AFL for inside 50s at 56 a game. West Coast have been averaging 40. Gold Coast averaged 85 points four a game at number nine. West Coast averaged 64 points a game. Gold Coast are number two. Number two in the competition for contested ball at 144 a game. West Coast, 120. Hit-outs, Gold Coast are number two at 43 a game Jared Witz is the number one ruckman for hitouts in the game, and number one ruckman for hitouts to advantage. Mm. And Took Miller, yeah, he gets under the radar. He should be a guaranteed All Australian. He's number one in the competition for clearances every match at eight a game. Now West Coast couldn't control. West Coast couldn't control last weekend. Steele, Ross, and Crouch. How are they going to control the likes of Took Miller? Raul, David Swallow, Noah Anderson on Sunday. Here am I saying I think they should win. You read a, a developing team like Gold Coast and you think well, they'll beat West Coast. No, Gold Coast will beat West Coast. I'm almost uh, pretty yeah. confident with that. And just looking at it,
0: you know, Rankin's been talked about at the moment. You know, Kasbold will find a couple of goals. Choll's been very impressive. Mm. Uh, he and- certainly presented himself. You mentioned about Toot Miller. He's been outstanding. You know, Sam Collins, for me, he'll probably line up on Jack Darling. Sam
1: Collins is a very, very close-checking Collins, defender. Well, he won't worry about Jack Darling. Yeah. Every team in the competition sends their second or third key defender to Jack Darling. They, yeah. they, they'll they, they'll line up on... So Collins will take uh, Bailey Williams if he's forward and Nick Natanui starts in the ruck, mm. which, as I say, I doubt that. I reckon Natanui might play quite a bit of time forward, be managed somewhat, so that he just gets a good hit out and he's primed to lead West Coast in the ruck through the midfield and have a big day out against Adelaide the following Sunday to send Josh Kennedy off with a victory. But West Coast failure to quell the dominance of Steele, Ross, Crouch last week, who are slow movers, and there was no movement from the coaching fraternity at, in the, at the stadium here at West Coast to try to stop those. I mean... That was poor in terms of proactive coaching. So I'd like to see a bit more in advance. I mean, just, we've just given them all the stats. Here are some boys you've got to pay attention to. Put a tagger on to <laughs> Miller. It, it might not work, but at
0: least try it. Okay, let's have a look at a couple of real milestones in the game. As we mentioned, uh, Joel Selwood plays his 350th. And the other one is, of course, uh, Stewart is back after mm. that lengthy suspension for that callous uh, challenge uh, some weeks ago when the ball was certainly past the opponent. Now... Geelong look good and of course uh, Jordan Goey is back for Collingwood so let's go to the Saturday game Collingwood against Port Adelaide mm-hmm. Port Adelaide's done and dusted Ken Inkley says he's not listening to any outside noise. Are they affected by the
2: outside noise of what might happen and might not happen here next year?
1: No, no not at all. I think that's football clubs deal with that all the time you'd be surprised at how much lack of notice that we take of that sort of stuff um, we, we come to work to work with each other and we enjoy working with each other and um, our, our job and our responsibility is to perform at our best this week.
0: Yes. Okay, now Michelangelo I was by, Rucci asking I, that question, and I spoke to him on my drive yep. show yesterday, yeah. and we spoke about Ken Hinkley. He's quietly convinced that Hinkley will stay on
1: at Port. One, thing about, one says, thing about, yeah, and Michelangelo knows. I mean, he's a Port man. He's actually yeah. worked. He, he took a bit of time away from the media at one stage and worked with Port Adelaide. Uh, it hurt his relationships. With Adelaide, even mm. when Adelaide was strong, he's so close to Port and he just gets really good mail, Michelangelo. Yeah. If he's saying that, my first response to that, Peter, would be that if Ken Hindley's under siege, and he should be, because they're not going to make the eight. I I've, I've actually did a bit of a search through. But he also
0: said that where they've come from a zero and five start, you look back, has been fairly good. You know, oh, not not many sides. Geez, you're at, clutching at straws there. Zero and five because they were poor, yeah, and that's the coach. But, but Yeah, but there may have been some other factors, Hags, but still they were zero and five, and here we are up to round 19 and even round 20, and they were challenging for a final spot. Oh, Normally, are si- they really? Hang hang on. They've
1: only won eight. Hang Peter. on, Haggards. It's need 30. N- there's hang four on, games to go. You're going to need eight.
0: Hang on. Let me finish. When you're a side at zero and five, you're done and dusted by round 10
1: and 11. Yeah. They've hung in there. Oh. So give them some credence okay. here. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to, Peter. Yeah. They are 8-10. and ten. You'll need 13 wins to make the 8. There's only four, four on, games they,
0: left. And they've lost a couple oh. by a bees so, diaphragm. But let me tell you, Collingwood. And Col- those diaphragms were country miles yeah. at some stages of the but game. And also Collingwood are in the top four because they've won many games by bees diaphragms.
1: The luck's fallen their way. And they changed their coach to get... That guarantee, yeah, didn't they? Let's, let's not look at so, just the one coach. Thing you know, the coach's not the be-and-end-all of it all. Oh, he runs the program. He does run the program. Especially but all, someone like Ken Hinckley. Yeah, but... He's the man. He's been there 10 years. And 10 years to not win a premiership is too long. 10 years to lose some of the finals they've lost is too long. That's why he should be looking okay, at. It.
0: However, okay, now let me finish. And you say 0-5 and five, Port Adelaide. In that period, West Coast had won a game. Okay, where are west coast compared to port adelaide west coast and, are don't ma- and don't make excuses for west coast hey i i don't I, I yeah. take
1: offense to that yeah. i i've been someone for 2 or 3 years 2 or 3 perhaps even 4 years i'll read you some notes yeah read me some okay. notes okay
0: you've dug these out from the
1: uh, i was Kim looking Eddorn for something dungeon. else i was looking for something else i wanted to go back to my notes to find out when i revealed in 2019 that brad hill was going to st kilda That was May the 1st Mm -hmm. after round six. It was denied for the next 20 weeks. He finally went to St Kilda. Let me read this to you. West Coast are into performance repair mode. Noticeable at training. Introduction of a new drill. Ground ball gets. Contested possession. Win the simple ball. Win the awkward ball. Simple drills, specific skills, body use and execution in instructions. All importance of winning the ball, maintaining it at distribution with good strong body. Contact and tackle. Adrian Hickmott took the drills. West Coast had been hammered in contested ball up until round six of that season season by more than 20 contested balls per game. They'd been smashed by Geelong the previous Saturday by 34 contested possessions. That reads like something. That's May of 2019, and they still haven't got it right. Mm, Okay. May 1, 2019, they started trying to be better at contested ball and body contact, absorbing body contact, and here we are now in 2022. They're still trying to do the same things of a freewheeling game with the same bunch of blokes, and they're
0: all five years older. Just very quickly, Collingwood take on Port Adelaide. That's the game, the early game on Saturday, 1145 are Collingwood a top four side? They're in there at the moment. Will they remain in there or will Sydney take their
1: spot? I think Sydney get their spot. I went through it today, Pete, um, as best I could. I I think Sydney can win three more. Their, their big clash is going to be with Collingwood mm. in, uh, in round 22 at, at the, the Sydney SCG. Cricket Ground. Yeah, yeah, so that will decide, I reckon, the fourth spot. And I think for Fremantle's sake, tomorrow night in particular, has a massive say in whether they're going to finish top top four I'm not convinced that Fremantle can win both tomorrow night and the Bulldogs the following week. So three wins would put them in the chop-up for fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh even. They could go as low as seventh if they lost tomorrow night and then the Bulldogs the following week, even though I think Fremantle will beat West Coast in round 22 and probably the, the Western Sydney in round 23. But Fremantle could finish. They'll be in the mix for fourth, fifth or sixth. Collingwood, I think, will finish fifth or fourth, depending on who wins out of Sydney and Collingwood in round 22. That's just part of the amazing setup. I've I've got it for Geelong, finishing with 18 wins, Pete. I think they win their next four, Bulldogs, St Kilda, Gold Coast, Eagles. And then Melbourne, if they win tomorrow night, I think finish second, Sydney third, and then Collingwood, fourth, Fremantle, Brisbane, See, Brisbane could even stay there, but I think they'll lose on, on the weekend. I was just going to
0: say, that was going to be my next quarter call. Sunday, the mid-afternoon game is Richmond and Brisbane. Of course, Shane Edwards plays his 300th. As we go to the break, this is Shane Edwards on achieving an incredible milestone.
1: I've tried my best not to look at a lot of the the lists and all that, but you know, it's, hard, it's hard to ignore it just today um, at Richmond, with Francis Burke and, and Kevin Bartlett. you just think far out. Like, what have I
2: done? It's it's pretty incredible and you feel a bit uh i'm not gonna say embarrassed but you're like how, how am i on this um with all these guys and you mentioned our
1: draft it's incredible the drive show with peter Valls.
0: toolmark your complete tool center proudly wa owned and operated for over 40 years Okay, Haggis. Uh here we are. This is uh, Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdorn. Um, so Joel Selwood, something really
1: special. 350. Yeah. Should he play on next year? Oh, I, They've I, got some 30-year-olds. They're, they're in a different position than West so, Coast, so of you're course. So you're saying let's so look Long. Isaac Smith, 33, 252 games. Gary Rowan, 31. Zach Tui, 32, 244 games. Brendan Parfitt, out of contract, mm. Tom Hurt, Hawkins. Still no new deal for Tom Hawkins. Thirty four games, thirty four years it. of age, three hundred twenty games. So, how many do you keep on their list? If I win the premiership this year, yeah, you wouldn't
0: turf out too many, would you? You're probably more likely to turf out some if but, you win the flags. Or some, or
1: some might go. I was just say some yeah, might make yeah. their own decisions. And just it, quickly, it. you you forced you took me off off my my train of thought mm. when you were telling me stuff about Ken Hinckley. Um, One thing about Ken Hinckley, he's a, clearly a good coach. He's done well. Fallen short too often for mine. And this has been a shaky year. They are a flaky team. They don't play consistently well enough for long enough, even in games, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But if you can't get a better coach... That's when you start to have other thoughts about. Look, do, are we better? And Geelong have been like that. There was, there's been some queries at time about Chris Scott, hasn't there? You know, he's not winning enough finals. You know, he's only got a forty percent winning ratio right. in finals. Take out the first three, first three finals, in uh, when he won a premiership in his first season. Twenty eleven. Yeah, mm. it's only a forty percent. In fact, it's less. It's thirty five percent winning ratio. Forty percent overall in finals. So, but if you can't get a better coach. Then you go with what you got, don't you? If if he has proven so, that's where Hinkley is. There a lot
0: around. But then you look at Craig McRae. He came from nowhere. He was a late uh, name that was tossed up for the Collingwood job. Yeah. And he turned it That's around.
1: because I think there's just a standard practice of saying, well, who's out there? And everyone opens up their media yeah. guide and finds the blokes that are assistant coaches around the country and throws up a, name, a, a group of 12 names. And a club will be saying, well, we want to go for who we want to go for. Let's go for Alistair Clarkson. That's why the, the talk of Clarkson continues to rage. And I still maintain that Alistair Clarkson is more likely to go to Essendon than where the AFL want him to go. The AFL will want him to go to GWS or North Melbourne Melbourne because the AFL are running those two clubs. Mm. We know specifically GWS, but also North Melbourne. They're paying their bills because they're a basket case. They will want him to go to one or the other of those. You know why why they might want him to go to North Melbourne? Because that then keeps the prospect of North Melbourne being relocated to Tasmania if Alistair Clarkson – is their coach. It would be better accepted by the Tasmanian government that have said under no circumstances. That could change. But I think Alistair Clarkson more likely to go to Essendon, and I'll stick with that.
0: Okay. Uh, Liam Baker for Richmond, two-year deal. Uh, just very quickly, because I want to talk to you about
1: cricket before we go. Okay, so yep. uh, Two-year deal for Liam Baker. Very quickly, your thoughts on that? Well, I, again, I thought... It was more likely to happen. He did make some contact with some West Coast Eagles mm-hmm. players and pointed out to them, really tempting. I'd really like to come across. Things are going okay at Richmond. It would be a difficult decision. But he. I grew up as an Eagles fan. I'd like to finish as an Eagles player. But the feeling was that he might come this year. But then once Richmond have gone, boom, here's really good money. West Coast couldn't compete with that money. Okay. For that player that was in their front yard at, at, at Leadable Oval yeah. – As a Subiaco player, they missed him. Mm. So and, that's, justified... and that's the other
0: one. That, the Eagles, of course, who knows what they would have done and got out of Sam Palpepper, who was under their nose yeah. with the alignment at East Perth and he ended up at Port. Just quickly regarding East Perth, the East Perth Peel game that's due to play at Leederville Oval has been taken off that uh, ground because of the terrible state uh, the ground is at. It's now being played at East from Oval. They can't We're... consider playing the Waffle Grand Final on East, at Leederville no, Oval. No, you can't. Can they? The facilities it's, it's, are a d- It's a disaster. disgrace. It's a disgrace and the
1: ground's a disgrace as well. Hags, your tips uh, for round 20 of AFL action? Question mark on Fremantle and Melbourne. I think Fremantle could win, but I just think Melbourne will be smarting and they've got such big power around the ball and I think that's where it's going to have a big bearing on it. And then the likes of the small forwards that you're going to need, I think the likes of Fritch and Pickett in particular, Spargo can be really dangerous. Uh, Fremantle, can, can they respond to that? I'm not sure. I'm going to go for Melbourne. Collingwood to beat Port Adelaide and continue the the doubt on Ken Hinkley continuing into next year. Time for a move there, Ken. Sydney will beat Western Sydney. St Kilda, not sure, but I think they'll beat Hawthorne. Geelong will beat the Bulldogs. Carlton to beat Adelaide. It's in Adelaide. They'll be tested. Gold Coast, I think they'll beat West Coast. Richmond, I think they'll cause Brisbane some more concern on the MCG. They just don't win there, Brisbane. And Essendon over North Melbourne on Sunday. Twenty seconds on the passing of Laurie Saul. Ah, oh, he's a great. He was a great man, actually, very fair selector. Uh, did brilliantly well. 1989, the likes of Mark Taylor and, and Jeff Marshwick, and he was probably the main reason by, behind Australia with his astute selections, winning that unexpected Ashes series. Yeah, yeah, Vale, good bloke, really top man. Yeah, and Sony joined in. Viridi, I had him on the program
0: yesterday, paid his tribute as well. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you on the weekend here on SEN.